Hello, y'all. This is Chris McAdoo. And this is Jalen Baker. And you are listening to Big Ideas Welcome, a podcast where we get to talk to makers, to change makers, to leaders. And today we get to talk with Jessica Robinson of Laura Fay Handbags. So Jessica is one of the uh, 100 Knoxville cohort members. It's a program from the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center that it's a business boot camp. It's financial education. It's everything in between to superpower entrepreneurs. And in this case, founders of color with a big goal, and that's to grow black business wealth in the Knoxville, Tennessee area by $10 million over the course of the next five years. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for letting us be in your ears. Thank you to folks like Verizon that helped make this all possible. And thank you to Jalen Baker. Hey, so <laughs> my conversation with Jessica was really inspiring. First of all, this woman like belongs in the Maker City. She is uh, the, the founder of Laura Faye Handbags, and she learned how to make these bags sitting at her kitchen table just watching YouTube videos, which is I mean, I feel like if you can use YouTube University to launch a business, you're going you're going places. That's that's incredible. So we get to talk about her creative process and her future dreams, just making it to the runway and into major retail stores. Y'all will see Laura Faye handbags everywhere pretty soon. Here's our conversation. Hey, Jessica, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Me too. Me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of want to go go back, go back. So yeah. I know that you have done fashion styling and you're a self-taught seamstress and you're a maker. Like you're, you're doing a whole bunch of stuff. But the heart that ties it all together is fashion. Right. So... Yeah. When did you first fall in love with fashion? How did you find fashion? Oh, my goodness. I first fell in love with fashion in a, a high school, I would say 11th grade. So I moved, we moved houses and I started going to a new high school in 11th grade. And I ran into this girl and she was like the it girl of yes. my high school. Yes. And she was wearing heels every day to school. And, to school. <laughs> wow. To school. And she was best dressed that year, and we became friends. And we actually started a women's group together. Her, she, uh, she, me, and one other person. But so she kind of like took me under her wing a little bit. And she was working at a shoe store, Aldo. Okay. So I went in Aldo, like she picked me out some shoes. And ever since then, like I already kind of had like a knack for fashion, but mm -hmm. I would say that she was kind of like the one that pulled it out of me. Yeah. And so by the next year I was wearing, she graduated. I was wearing um, heels every day. I was nominated oh, for wow. best dress. And like that kind of springboarded like my passion. Yeah, you're like her little protege. She's yeah. Like, I'm, I'm leaving, but you'll be yes. next. Oh, that's yeah. super cool. Mm -hmm. That's really fun. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Carlina. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, okay, so then from from those days, how did you get to the decision that you wanted to have your own business, taking your passion and like actually making it your, your full-time gig? When did that happen? Yeah, to make a long story short, when I went to college, I actually didn't go for fashion. I started out in psychology. Um, and then I had a baby 
And so I took one semester off when I had my son and I ended up working that semester. I had him in September. School started in August. So September or August to December, I took off and I worked. So I started working at The Gap. I ran into a girl who, um, and by that time I had moved back home, which was um, Virginia Beach, Virginia. And so I met a girl at The Gap who was going to Old Dominion University, which is where I transferred to once I had my son. And she was majoring in fashion and she started telling me like why don't you just switch your major to fashion and so when I went back to school in January I switched my major to fashion um by the time it was my junior year to senior year I applied for an internship with Dillard's Uh um and that is where I met um a girl who she and I began a jewelry line together and long story short um she kept that business and I started Laura Faye making handbags and that kind of was a that's a very short yes. synopsis of a long story. Yes. <laughs> In between the time I was doing like personal styling. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's how it yeah. started. Wow. Okay. And you've also done some costume designing? Costume okay. designing, yeah. In 2011, or maybe maybe it was 2012, um, I was the lead costume director for the nationally touring stage play called In Love with Tyrone. So we traveled all over the country and I was styling right Robin Givens and um, Leon from the Five Heartbeats and the Temptations. Um, And that was really fun. That was kind of like just being thrown into it. But I was like, okay, like, let's do it. And I learned so much doing that. And I was like, okay, there's... And I was still doing, at that time, I was still doing doing the jewelry business. I hadn't got into handbags yet. So not too long after we wrapped up that play, I started Laura Faye. And all along, as you're getting this field experience doing designing and styling, did you have in your mind, like, I'm going to make purses? Like, like was that just an idea that came overnight? How did that happen? To be honest, so the handbag business actually was supposed to be in conjunction with the jewelry. Mm-hmm. And so she was going to do the jewelry and I was going to do bags. So what happened was I have told this story, which is <laughs> like... I borrowed my mom's best friend's sewing machine. It was like a little Singer sewing machine. It wasn't made for leather, but who, I didn't know that. So I sat at my mom's kitchen table and I hopped on YouTube and I had my laptop and I taught myself how to thread it and I taught myself how to sew. And then I went to like Joann's back then. I think they had Hancock and I got like a whole bunch of vinyl. Uh And there is a girl, her name is Jennifer Lee. And now she is a super famous celebrity shoe designer. But back then she had um, a a YouTube blog and she was like on there just making stuff. And one of the things that she was making was the American apparel fold over clutch. And she was like, she had a demonstration video of how to it was very simple um so I taught my I went to the fabric store got some vinyl and taught myself how to make that clutch and I still have pictures of that that little bag yeah (laughs) I have pictures of that and I looked at that bag and I was like okay so um then I went to the fabric store again and I just ran across this man who I promise he had to be an angel yeah because he he walked past me and he looked at the bag that I was carrying that I had made and he was like did you make that and I was like yeah and he said um if you come to my studio because he was in a pol- a leather upholstery so he worked on cars oh. um and he just he sewed leather upholstery so one time and I never talked to him again I went to his studio and he showed me how to put like finishing touches on like zippers and, and stuff and that was like a game changer for like the finished look of the bags that I would go on to make 
Wow. That literally was an angel. Literally, (laughs) I think he was. So So I made like a whole collection from from there, took that collection to a downtown boutique in Norfolk, Virginia. They loved them, went on a trip to New York with them to design an exclusive leather collection for their store. So that's how I got into actually doing leather from faux leather. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot. I know. That's incredible. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. And I I feel like it speaks to the... um, when you have feedback and more experienced people that have worked in a specific niche, they're able to give you guidance and you add that to what you already have going on Yeah, and then make something super incredible. So I, I, that's, yeah, that's really cool. Um, But I'm curious about how you have gone about intentionally surrounding yourself with people that can give you feedback and, and help you along in your journey as a business owner and also as a maker. Where have you found community that's really helped you? To be honest, um, I've been doing this since 2015. Not not enough. Not enough. I stayed to myself. I stayed in my room with my sewing machine for years before I actually realized that there is community out there. So I've been living back in Tennessee because I'm originally from here. I was living in Virginia for 20 years, moved back to Tennessee. And after living here for almost three years, I randomly came. I think I saw it on the news, like one of the local news stations about 100 Knoxville. And I was like, oh, I should apply for that. And it wasn't until I came here and realized that there is such a huge community of people who support makers that I was like, oh, I don't have to do this by myself and I don't have to run this race like alone alone and have it take so long. So, um, yeah, wow, not enough. But now I am. But you're getting out there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, talking about doing starting at the table doing it by yourself and then now you have a manufacturer yeah i mean how did obviously that's kind of a whole different lane to to grow from like a one woman shop to using a manufacturer how did you get to that decision when did you know that it was time to scale up girl (laughs) when i started doing like these these vending events Uh and i would be the one to be preparing like 50 bags at a time okay. and my <laughs> shoulders would not drop and I would have to make like my massage appointments and I'm like okay but I mean thank God for the demand because you get yeah. to every business I feel like you get to a point where you're, when you're growing it's like it's a good problem to have but you learn how to scale mm-hmm. and I have been looking for manufacturers for a couple of years and I just could never find anything and then when I was ready it's like it just dropped into my lap yeah so now we have a manufacturer in New York City um, and they do have a partner company overseas but um, the bulk of what they make for me is in New York so we're made in the USA and I can just focus on more of being like a CEO and running the business and getting into starting to hire yeah okay Mm -hmm. okay growing that's awesome Mm -hmm. that's awesome tell me tell me about 100 Knoxville You, you heard about it on the news and then you jumped in was it what you expected? Were you, were you surprised by the program? How, how did it turn out for you? Yeah, actually, what happened was I heard about it on the news, and I applied for it, and I didn't get accepted. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then I would say like eight months later, I got a random email from Catherine. I think it was Catherine. And they were just like, we want you to be, are we inviting you to be a part of it? And I was like, oh, I didn't even have to like apply for it again. I didn't really know what to expect. I think everybody gets kind of drawn in from like the grant money. And it's like, okay, what is this all about? But I 
so thankful because it, it really opened up the door, like you said, for community. And then um, our main mentor, Candice, like I just learned so much from her and my personal mentor, Robert. There was something very specific that she said to me about, said to us about my business, but that I still take with me is I've always looked at my business as my baby. And I think a lot of people do. And she, before I could even say that, she was just like, I know you look at your businesses as your baby. She was like, but if you have an actual child and they're 21 years old, 25, 18, she was like, at some point you have to let them grow up and be on their own. And she was like, you can stifle your baby if you don't let it go and like let it fly, which means delegate tasks, hire people, stop getting in your own way and look at it um, as something that can just thrive. And I was like, wow, okay, straight to the heart, straight to the heart. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that was just like, okay, it just kind of helped to also relieve any fear that you might have of growth. Wow. Those are good words. I'm like, okay, remember that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me about, you said that you're hoping to grow and, and like add people on your team and stuff, but where do you, like, what's the direction that you're hoping to see yourself in in the next three, five years? Like where, what's your, if I could, if I could get there, that's like what I really, really want. Yeah. Uh, in the next three to five years. So we recently, I was just mentioning to you, um, came from a wholesale trade show, one of the biggest in the country. Um, and so now we're in a few stores, and it's that is just like such a testament to the growth of this brand. Yeah. So in the next three to five years, I want to be in um, several stores. I don't really have a number, but my end goal is to have my own flagship location. I want my own warehouse. Yes. I want, you know, something like this where it's in studio. You can do photo shoots. Mm-hmm. I want my own seamstresses eventually. Like I, I just want it to take on a life of its own because I really do feel like Laura Faye is the next big name in luxury handbag brands yeah you are Um, on your way mm -hmm. that's really cool thank you I also want to talk about the um kind of the heart behind your business because yes it's about fashion Mm -hmm. but you also have a give back initiative or branch of your business too how did that become incorporated in what you're doing and tell me about that the give back yeah I've always had a a really big heart for people in need um I remember in only saying this because of the question if I am ever anywhere and I see somebody on the street I'm not like I'm not the one to give money but I'll I'll say are you hungry and I have a really big heart for people who need food um and clean water and clothes Mm -hmm. And so um, through my church, I actually signed up with the child fund and I made it a, a part of my business. So a portion of every um, Laura Faye sale goes towards, um, and I call them my babies because we sponsor yeah. some children overseas in Ethiopia right now. I really would like to start my own organization or my father actually just started um, a nonprofit organization and he's starting in Costa Rica. So he wow. has a, a whole board of directors um, and he is building a facility down there where they're going going to be providing food and it's a whole thing. So between partnering with him um, and there are a couple of other churches overseas that I also am giving to in addition to um, the children that I have. So it's like the purpose of being here 
is to help people. And if you don't have a heart for people, if you don't have something that can sustain and outlast fashion trends and all the things, it's not, you know, it's like the glitz and the glam. And like, I love to dress up photo shoots, handbags and stuff, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, I'm, I'm a people person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what really keeps you going and motivated. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. I'm also curious about, because you mentioned your dad Mm -hmm. and that he's starting a nonprofit. Curious about the role of family and how that has supported you or inspired you to start your own business and uh, how has family played into that? Yeah. So my, first of all, I'm so blessed to be able to have four parents. Um, And I've always, as long as I can remember, I was two years old, um, I think maybe seven years, two years old when my mom married my stepdad and seven, I believe, when my dad married my stepmom. So I've always grown up with four amazing parents. Um, my father is an entrepreneur. He's very successful. Um, so he has his hand in his business where he does consulting work with hospitals and then also in the in- entertainment um, business where their Mahalia Jackson film just got nominated for an NAACP award. Um, wow. So actually three. So, <laughs> to be specific. To be specific. <laughs> um, so that being said, I've I've like pulled on him a lot and he has supported and poured into me a lot as far as just like figuring out the entrepreneur because his business is way different from mine but the mindset of an entrepreneur and just what it takes and just even the questions that I didn't ask him where I'm just watching him work every single day and go so hard because um, it really does take a different type of mentality Mm Um, and no, not, not knocking anybody who has a nine to five, but you really have to be able to like be your own morale and encourage yourself and have this, like, I'm going to do it no matter what, because I don't have anything else to fall back on type of mentality. So that's kind of what I've gotten from my dad in addition to, um, his heart for people. And then my mom, she owned a daycare um, for years and now she travels with me everywhere that I go and all the shows that I do if That's you know so you know my mom she is like That's a, a trooper yes awesome. um, but all four <laughs> of my parents from just love encouragement I got my mom always says God knew you just needed four you must have needed a little extra and I guess I did cause, <laughs> you did yeah because I'm also a that. single mom and so they definitely helped me with my son as well yeah. so wow. mm-hmm Wow. Um, your the title of your business has connections to your family too, right? Correct. Tell me, tell yeah. Me that is. Yeah. So my name is not Laura. Um, yes. it's, it's Jessica. <laughs> but if you call me Laura, I won't get mad. <laughs> Laura is actually my mom's middle name. Uh-huh. And Faye was okay. my grandmother's name. And Faye was like the forerunner of um, the family spiritually. And so that is kind of I'm like kind of picking at where she left off because mm-hmm. I just wanted it to have a meaning. And then, you know, for people who don't know that, I just feel like Laura Faye has a nice little ring it to it. Have a really Thank good you. Ring. <laughs> that's a really good ring. Thank you. So that's where that came from. That's a really uh, special thing to be able to like honor her, the the way she's impacted your whole family, the legacy yeah. that she's left. So mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Okay. You're also a mom. So how, how has that I mean, how do you get to include your son and what you do? What's what's that like, Vienna? Yeah, thankfully, my son, he's 16, and he takes all my my photos. So everything you see, like, thank you. (laughs) 
He reluctantly, I think. But now he's like with his friends, he's like getting into taking his own pictures. Okay. And I was just talking to him yesterday. He has to take a uh, some kind of arts class for his senior year next year. So I was like, well, why don't you just do photo, photo right. print? Right. But he's such a trooper. He's so helpful um, and he's so supportive and he knows my angles and all the things. So, <laughs> yes, yes. And so he might not always want to, but he never says no and he never complains. He's just like, OK, come on. Oh, <laughs> like a really a real family business. Yeah, so yeah. I need to pay him, but don't tell him I said that. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him I said that. <laughs> oh gosh, um, <laughs> it sounds like you have a lot of support, and um, and it's awesome that you're growing and learning to not feel like you have to do everything alone by yourself and, yeah. and include community. So I really love that. I'm learning the same. Yes. You know, yep. <laughs> I'm learning the same in that vein. How can we, the people listening support you and where can we find you online? Buy your stuff. Yeah. You can definitely support me by patronizing my business because you just love my bag so much. <laughs> yes. um, but you can shop Laura Fay at Laura Fay.com. And you can find me on Instagram at Laura underscore Faye. Um, and that is where I'm at right now. And stay tuned on my Instagram. Pretty soon I'll, I'll put on my website all of the stores that we're in now that we are wholesaling. Okay, and um, going to be in some stories. Yeah, you. thank you. That's so awesome. Thank you to our partners, First Bank, for making this episode possible. Learn more about First Bank at firstbankonline.com. Thanks for listening to the Big Ideas Welcome Podcast. This show is produced and edited by Anthony Palmer and is part of the Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. Big Ideas Welcome is hosted by Chris McAdoo and brought to you by the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, a nonprofit business accelerator located in the heart of downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. You can learn more at knoxcc.com and submit your own big ideas and entrepreneurial adventures at madefornoxville.com.